0: one, You're listening to Radar Peak, a three body podcast reviewing our way through the three body problem and discussing its real life parallels. I'm Allie.
1: I'm Brett, and on today's episode, Intrusive Thoughts, a ghostly countdown, a mysterious video game inside the metaverse, and Chapter 6 The Shooter and the Farmer, or the scientist shorthand for you don't know. Sh-
0: unit reporting, all systems go, coding unit reporting, all systems go, amplifier unit reporting, all systems go, interference monitor unit reporting, within acceptable range, begin transmission.
1: It's a new week.
0: New week. I'm
1: caffeinated. I'm full. My heart rate's like one sip of coffee away from just being like a steady vibration.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. We all know that Brett's heartbeat is like the wing of a hummingbird. Yeah. It's a steady. You hear that feedback, you guys? That's actually just Brett's heart.
1: Yeah. It's not an audio issue. It's just, that's me.
0: Meanwhile, my heartbeat is this. Boom. (laughs)
1: i mean that's good though i know it's great to have a really low resting heart rate
0: i stay steady except i i do have orthostatic hypotension what does that mean basically when i stand up like all my blood pressure drops and
1: do you pass out
0: well when i when i have to get like a shot or anything like needle related every time like i'm not even scared of needles
1: wait did you pass out getting the covid vaccine
0: no luckily i was sitting but actually afterward when i went and like you know how they tell you to like you know chill Mm -hmm. so they can monitor you it was during that time that i i fully blacked out in my seat and came to yeah
1: like not like dissociating like you actually fainted left yourself
0: yeah and i was like trying to get the attention of like the person who's supposed to be observing but they weren't paying attention i was like all right ali i can you can get yourself through this fainting spell
1: were you scared what was that like
0: I mean, I know it happens. It literally happens to me every time. And I have to tell him. it's called like v- vagal, vagal vein syndrome or something like that. My brother also has it. Like,
1: what does it feel like? Like when it's happening or, or like about to happen?
0: It's like, so you get the, you get a shot, right? And then first your ears start ringing, then things start getting like very dark and it just feels like next thing you know you're coming out of it because you've already fainted (laughs) like you literally just go fully non-conscious
1: so you're maybe not even like aware of like how much time has gone by
0: right for all you know like you're on the floor that's why you gotta be sitting or like laying down because if you're standing you'll faint it's embarrassing i'm ashamed of it
1: that's really scary
0: yeah yeah you have any weird stuff like that mm. chronic as far as chronic conditions goes
1: not really not bad. like i'm just i'm anemic so
0: right which means to
1: touch me i feel i haven't an, it's an iron deficiency so i mean oh like, it's an
0: iron thing. to touch me
1: it feels like you're like putting your hands on a corpse
0: mm, you're cold yeah my feet are always cold i will say that
1: Yeah, feet hands i'm always you know like my fingernails are always like a shade away from being purple.
0: Mm, Yes. My lips will look blue quickly. That's not good. I know. I actually think I might be anemic as well. So it's iron or oxygen deficiency. Iron. I always thought it was oxygen.
1: Let's find out. Because now I'm not sure of my own malcondition. So the internet, (laughs) WebMD, the biggest uh, diagnoser of cancer worldwide. (laughs) It says many types of anemia exist, such as iron deficiency anemia, pernicious anemia, aplastic anemia, and hemolytic anemia. The different types are linked to various different diseases and conditions. So depending on what kind you have, I suppose that's where, if you're anemic due to oxygen, it's a different type than mine. Right. But I don't want us to kiki too much because today's episode is a big one. Huge. It's a pretty long chapter, but also, I don't know about you, but... During the Cultural Revolution chapters, setting with Ye Wenji in prison, all of that, my anxiety was kind of through the roof mm-hmm. during that point because it felt very uncertain. I didn't know, you know, sort of like what was going to happen to her and I cared about her at that point. This episode broke me like a twig. Mm-hmm. I was like a nervous fucking wreck the oh. entire time just because we've just come out of this meeting with Wang and Dr. Ding and sort of establishing this concept of the chapel perilous and wang being given this information that's sort of like really making him think about existence in a completely new way and today we're gonna have a little less discussion on the front end just so we can be sure to fit it all in so we don't have to split it up over two episodes chapter six is called the shooter and the farmer Do you remember how a couple of weeks ago we were talking about when in the in the moments when Wang was working on the particle accelerator when on the day at the work site is when he first laid eyes on Yang Dong? Yes. And then later that night, he's back at his apartment looking at his photo prints on the wall and imagining her eyes in the sky, imagining her standing in the frame as if she'd been there, that kind of thing. Mm hmm. At the time, I kind of described him as like an amateur, like a hobbyist photographer. Mm-hmm. But that was a little bit of an undersell. So I am here to set the record straight.
0: Oh, let's hear it. On Wang Miao. He's better photographer than we think.
1: Yeah, like I get it. Like now I, I feel like I understand Wang on an even greater scale. Because I mean, like personally, I got into photography specifically film photography during the pandemic. Like I, one of the few things that I would do when I could leave the house was go to thrift shops and it's like shocking the luck that I would have just looking through the cases and seeing like $20, like perfect 1980s, 1990s, early 2000s, 35 millimeter film cameras. So I just like really quickly like built up a collection and it's a pretty addicting hobby like there's something really special about popping in a new roll of film and like finishing it and then hearing all the sounds of the camera winding it's just like i don't know it's different from taking photos on like an iphone or digital or anything like that so Mm -hmm. i kind of understand wang here his photos not to do any disservice to him as we have in previous weeks but his photos are amazing. He's been sort of experimenting with different films, learning how, you know, like this one particular film will give a certain color shift to a photo or this black and white one will really play up the contrast and the composition of the light or the shadows or that sort of thing. So Wang begins his day in this new Chapter six by venturing out into the world to go and take some photographs. Um, we've already seen sort of by the prints that are in his apartment and on the walls, that he takes really beautiful, sort of like landscape photos, mountain scenes, field scenes, some urban scenes, but for the most part, a lot of his work takes place out in nature. Nowadays, more so, he doesn't really have the luxury of going out and just like spending alone time out in nature. So what he does is he'll go on a walk through the city wind up downtown wind up by train tracks and wind up taking pictures of just whatever nature exists within the city limits Mm. so i think like the flower poking out of the train tracks or like the little bit of grass with like you know a wild flower that's growing out of a curbside
0: i call it resilience
1: yeah (laughs) he's developed his own style and like i just mentioned his photos are not just at the hobbyist level. They're so good they gained him membership in the photographers' association.
0: Oh shit.
1: So he's like he's really good at it. Did
0: not remember that.
1: He also had been selected for solo exhibitions, not just one, but two of them. Oh my god. In photography galleries. So like fancy guy. On this day though, keep in mind this is an activity that he does pretty frequently. If he's not in the lab, you can pretty safely assume he's out in the world taking photos of something. He feels strange. Wang's having this really hard time getting into the headspace that he needs to be in because all of his photos are pretty calm, peaceful, serene. But after this meeting with Dr. Ding, he just cannot get in the headspace Mm -hmm. something inside his brain has fundamentally changed and he just can't get there the night before so after wang leaves the meeting with dr ding this new information that ding dropped on him by showing him the the billiard balls moving the table around showed up in his dreams Mm -hmm. and they plagued him all night like all night he's dreaming and he's seeing the cue ball and the eight ball just twirling around chaotically with no pattern. And when he wakes up, it leaves him really questioning things. He was like, What's even real? What even am I doing? Who even am I? You know, like things like that. He's like really shaken.
0: Yeah.
1: And because now basically, I forget if we mentioned it in last week's episode, but because now basically Wang has been introduced to chaos theory.
0: Wait, what's chaos theory?
1: In the most layman of terms of how i understand it do you remember how when you were talking about when dr ding is showing wang using the pool table and the two pool balls as as example yeah that no matter where they move the table around the room the conditions really aren't changing so no matter how many times in their physical reality they repeat this process they're going to get the same results yeah but how at the subatomic quantum etc smaller level mm-hmm. things aren't really reproducible because at any given moment anything can happen yes chaos chaos
0: so that's chaos. so it's scary. observing
1: something happening but With not no being pattern. able to reproduce it because it's one of an infinite number Got of it. possibilities of thing that could There's have just happened.
0: too many variables basically yes got it it's like weather it's like we can kind of predict the weather but ultimately like we're not that good at it and yeah like, like
1: ultimately what's going to happen is what's right. going to happen like
0: whenever we're like oh you know what like we're overdue for an earthquake and it's like yeah but we don't actually know when yeah <laughs> it could hold for another 50 years it could be right you know five seconds from now exactly which god forbid because i already killed the queen of england so let's hope i <laughs> don't also cause a class five earthquake
1: so now that wang has basically had chaos theory introduced to him as this like plausible reality he's kind of fucked up about it and he gets lost in thought and as he's out sort of like looking for subjects to photograph going about his normal routine he winds up that he is just sort of like aimlessly wandering through the city and when he finally snaps back to reality he realizes he's standing outside of the China Central Television Building, okay. which if you're familiar with <laughs> it in, in imagery, it's the it's the broadcasting building. But at the top, it has this massive sort of like A-shaped, like really pretty broadcasting tower that sends out the signal. And so he's standing there and he's looking up the building and it's almost like as he's making his way downtown. No, as he's making (laughs) his way to the top of looking at this spire that's on top of the tower, he starts to sort of like dissociate a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he sort of like loses balance in his body and feels like the ground is shifting beneath him. Like he's really fucked up over this conversation that he had with Ding the prior night.
0: Damn, how quickly he is descending into you know, Chapel Perilous, I I, Well, it's like,
1: you know, it's out of... Once you go into Chapel Perilous, you have two options, right? Either descend into madness or climb up to enlightenment. And I, at this point, I'm just like, I, I'm really pulling for him. You know, I really want him to sort of like be able to get a grip, basically.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. While he's sort of like checking in with his body and like realizing like, whoa, I don't feel so great. Do you know what I mean when I say intrusive thoughts yes okay so at this point he starts having some intrusive thoughts not of like self-harm or anything they're just two single words and it's the word shooter
0: Mm.
1: and the word farmer
0: oh my god wait that's wild so in
1: his brain over and over he's just thinking shooter farmer shooter farmer shooter far it's giving very like hodor hodor
0: yes yeah oh my god that from the of literally makes me cry. I can't. Makes me so upset. I know. My intrusive thought, Jhumpa Lahiri. Say it again? Jhumpa Lahiri. Meaning? <laughs> she's a woman. I think she's an author, actually. She went to the same uh, undergraduate college that I went to. And anytime her name comes up, it's like my mind grabs onto it and just literally repeats it. Over and over again for, like, days.
1: What's the longest you've had this thought?
0: Um, well, she was in the news recently. I can't remember why. But, like, Barnard had, like, sent out some email, like, newsletter to, like, alumni. And it was like, uh, you know, class of 03 or whatever, Jhumpa Lahiri named, like, tr- you know, some honor. And, like, just seeing her, just seeing her What's name the on the screen. Yeah. I couldn't stop saying her name in my mind for, like, days. And oh. actually, also, since I saw Elvis the the song um if i can dream if i can dream has not come out of my head
1: oh see been over a month that's the worst is when it's a song or like a fragment of a song that gets stuck in your head even worse if you can't remember what the song is yeah
0: to be fair i do watch it on youtube a lot (laughs) so that particular song yeah
1: oh i was like you're pirating elvis the movie and just watching it every day on youtube just
0: that one song it's a really beautiful song it's like i mean i'm sure it's better than it's basically a it's like an imagine he wrote it like right after mlk was shot Mm. and it's such a gorgeous song it's basically like a john lennon imagine song but i think better
1: so you're listening to the Elvis version? Yeah, or... I'm listening to the original. Or the Austin Butler. Not the Austin Butler version. Oh, okay, got it. But
0: Austin Butler's version made me be like, I need to look up this song. And then I was like, oh my God. And I don't know, I'm really like, feel for Elvis now. But anyways, go on. These two
1: intrusive thoughts. Shooter and farmer. Yes. The frontiers of science members often use the term SF. And like, you might be familiar with SF so far. I mean, we're a... Okay. Uh, science fiction science podcast. Fiction, yeah. But they don't mean sci-fi. They mean instead these two words, shooter and farmer because they're an abbreviation of two scientific theories.
0: Oh shit. So they
1: use SF in practice, shooter farmer. And so because now Wang has been tasked with infiltrating and he already knows some of the members, he's like slightly familiar with some of the ideologies some of their thought processes and that's where this comes from so do you want to know about what the two theories are i was gonna say so
0: what are the two theories okay
1: so i'm gonna start with the shooter theory okay it's gonna take like a little bit of a thinking cap but not too critical of thinking imagine you're looking at a flat target like for a target practice okay it's in two dimensions so like just like printed on a piece of paper or something Yes. There's a shooter who's about to start shooting bullets at this target. Okay. And they decide that they're going to make a hole in the target every 10 centimeters. Okay. And they just decide that. Okay. Now imagine that on the target, mm-hmm. in the two-dimensional space, there's a race of intelligent beings. A stranger
0: from the outside.
1: Living in two dimensions. Okay. Which, like, is already kind of hard to understand because we're three-dimensional. Right. But just imagine, like, a like a cart like garfield in a comic strip garfield can only move up down left right he can't move through things because they're in two dimensions
0: okay got it
1: so this race of intelligent beings living in two-dimensional space on this target they're out going about their business and they arrive on a hole made by the shooter and they observe it and then they arrive at another hole and then another, and then another, and then they measure the distance between all of those holes. And the scientists of those people living in two-dimensional space Mm -hmm. conclude fundamentally, ah, our universe has holes in it every 10 centimeters. (sighs) And so then the scientists go and disseminate the information to all of the people. What these two-dimensional beings have mistaken, though, is that they've assumed the holes are a fundamental law that applies to their universe, when really it was just an arbitrary decision made by the shooter in three-dimensional space, who, because they're in two-dimensional space, there's no way they can even be aware of the three-dimensional shooter's existence.
0: Damn. Okay. And, like, so, right, so this idea is, like, basically, we may as well be the two-dimensional civilization, walking around being like, oh, my God, look, there's a hole here, there's a hole here. Are the nature of our existence is that there are holes in these places Right. when, in fact, we cannot see where these holes might be coming from because they could be coming from a species at a higher dimension, just in the same way that, yeah, we can... Said more, wow. said more simply, we can,
1: we can know what we know, but we don't know what we don't know.
0: That's fucking crazy. Okay, and this... It's
1: like the theory of unknown unknowns.
0: And the scientific community basically references that just as like a reminder.
1: Yes. So that's the shooter theory. Okay. The farmer theory. This one feels like like a nightmare of a horror movie. Okay. Like where that one felt sort of like galaxy brainy. This one is just like kind of blood chilling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Imagine that there's a turkey farmer. Every day he goes to feed his turkeys. He goes at the same time we well, it's like 10 a.m. every morning. He goes to feed his turkeys. Mm-hmm. Suspend disbelief with me here for a second. And now imagine that one of the turkeys is a scientist turkey.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I remember this one He's now.
1: observing, you know, like every morning. The farmer shows up, throws out the feed for the turkeys. And in his mind, the scientist turkey is going, okay, yeah, he came at 10 this morning. The next day, okay, yeah, he came at 10 this morning. After a full year of observing the farmer's behavior the scientist turkey goes to all of the other turkeys and says without fail our meal arrives every day at the exact same time at 10 a.m but then the morning of thanksgiving rolls around
0: and you know how that ends yeah
1: do you see where this is going
0: so basically at 10 a.m when they're supposed to get their feed on
1: thanksgiving morning armed with his scientific findings the scientist turkey Expects the farmer to show up to give the food like every other day, but today, instead of food, the farmer arrives, enters the barn, and slaughters every turkey.
0: Totally out of the pattern that has been set forth by the last 364 days that the the scientist turkey has been studying, recording, and so... So they
1: knew everything that they knew until they knew something that they didn't know, and they're like, Oh no, and it was too late.
0: Damn. And so that is a testament, I guess, to the same exact thing, except like, I guess one is, it's like the same, the same principle, that you don't know what you don't know, but one is about space and one is about time, right?
1: Yeah, but I, I guess still ultimately conveying the same type of information. Which is that? You can know what you know, but you will always not be able to know what you don't know.
0: Right, like we may just not have reached Thanksgiving. Right. As scientists, yeah. the day when all of our theories come undone. Come
1: crashing down on us.
0: And that's, I guess, always comes back to, like, why science is always, like, we haven't proved anything. Science doesn't prove anything. So anytime... And if it does,
1: it seems like not for long.
0: Right. But the, I feel like science scientists are very, uh, you know, they they balk at, like, the word proof, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that it's, like, there's evidence, but there's no proof. Right. There's evidence to support this theory, but we cannot prove anything, I guess, because of SF, Shooter and Farmer. Right. That one day it could be Thanksgiving or that there's a dimension higher than us that we can't see.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's also kind of like the theory of like a house of cards where like it might feel like we're existing in structures and in, you know societally financially economically structures that feel sound like they can withstand the test of time but you know all it takes is for you know one key thing to go toppling and the rest you know could come falling down behind it so i guess said another way it's it's more that also where it's like stability is really only kind of like an illusion
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and wang has these thoughts just intrusively building up in his head he's mm. thinking the two words shooter farmer he's thinking through the logistics of both of the theories and he's he's like filled with anxiety over it i mean like he's standing there dissociating from his body feeling like the ground is moving and he's like i have to not feel like this anymore so he decides okay let me let me focus my mind on actually doing what i'd left my house to do let me finish this roll of film And just, like, put my mind on something else so that hopefully this anxiety can leave me. He keeps going around town. He takes more photos. But he's out of sorts. He goes back home. Has a simple lunch. Because, you know, sometimes you, like...
0: Maybe you're just hungry. Yeah,
1: like, sometimes if you're anxious, like, a little meal really will just, like, make it all better. Oh, totally.
0: There's a saying. Don't do anything if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Yeah. You halt. H-A-L-T.
1: Yep. Hungry, angry. Lonely. Lonely, tired. tired. I like that. Right. So he goes back home, has this little lunch, and because his wife and his son are both out of the house, he's like, I'm going to take a nap, which also, okay, he's pining after Yang Dong, but he's got a wife and a son.
0: Right. Because meanwhile, yeah. Hello. Hello. He lies down. married?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. I mean, I guess, sure. You do, you boo. We can all love more than one, I suppose.
1: He lays down, he takes a nap, and when he wakes up, he's like, oh, fuck. I don't know if it ever happens to you, but I don't ever frequently, if ever, take naps. It's, like, hard for me to fall asleep during the daytime.
0: I nap every day.
1: But if I'm able to, it's like, I go down for the long nap. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm hibernating. Like, it's not just a 45-minute power. It's like... I can lose an afternoon if I go to take a nap.
0: Like a 2 3 hour?
1: But sometimes more. Like wow. a f- almost a full night of sleep and I had just intended on it being like a quick little Oh wow. thing. This is what happens to Wang. He goes down, takes his nap, and when he wakes up, it's early evening and mm-hmm. he's like, "Fuck, now my day is gone." Right. Well, let me go and develop my film at least. Right. So, he goes into his dark room, which also I'm like, "Okay, nice." Okay,
0: Richie Rich.
1: He's already like
0: sick setup
1: practicing this expensive hobby by shooting film in the first place but the man's got room to have a dark room in his apartment i'm like
0: Respect.
1: this is nice i want to come over he's in the dark room and i just imagine the scene it's like if you're not familiar with film or with dark rooms i just imagine you know it's everything's covered in that sort of bright red light so he doesn't overexpose the negatives or ruin the negatives there's like trays of liquids mm-hmm. he's probably got prints hanging up above his head and he's looking through his negatives to see if anything is worth printing uh, maybe for another show or to go in his house. And he realizes that on the negative cell, there's this really strange aberration, almost like the film was damaged. The photo was nothing out of the ordinary. It was just this like grassy lawn that was outside of a shopping mall, but dead center, he sees these white lines have appeared and he's like, Oh, oh man, kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you might think, you know, initially, because this is what I was thinking, you might think like, oh, it's it's something on the lens or it's something on the sensor. Maybe it's dust. But you would be wrong. Oh, shit. Looking closer, Wang can make out that they're not actually lines at all. He pulls out a little magnifying glass to be like, what is happening here? It's a string of numbers. Okay. On a photo that he took.
0: And it's not the date?
1: It's not a date. He looks at the string of numbers and it says twelve hundred zero 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 zero. Okay. And he's like... That's weird. So he looks at the next film exposure. eleven ninety nine forty nine thirty three.
0: 49 33. Okay, so it's going down.
1: And he's like, What? The third picture. Eleven ninety nine forty eighteen. Every single photo from this role has a series of numbers that appears on the negative down to the very last exposure. Eleven ninety-four sixteen thirty seven. Oh fuck. So like to me, immediately I'm thinking. Like what you said, like, is this a date stamp? Maybe it's like a ratio. Maybe it's a time code. Mm-hmm. But like Wang is stumped. Right. He's using this really nice, fully manual camera. It's a Leica M2 that doesn't have the ability to add a date stamp right. on the film. So right. he was like, I like what actually is caught? Co- like, this is insane. I've, maybe the film is was already messed up when I loaded it type thing. Because yeah. he thinks, you know, maybe it was... Maybe it was pre-printed or something or pre-exposed before I even got it. And I'm just seeing the effects of that. Mm -hmm. It's then that Wang discovers something really, really strange about the photos. Like weird enough that this like string of numbers is showing up. But then he's like, huh, the numbers are adapting.
0: The fuck?
1: (laughs) If the photo, say, has like a dark subject that's in the center where the numbers are the numbers appear light so that you can see them. If the photo has a light subject like if it's a picture of like the sky in daytime or something, they appear dark so you can see them. It's bizarre. Super bizarre. He doesn't understand and like can't I mean like he's he's a pretty great photographer. He can't for the life of him basically understand how in the fuck this is happening or like what could have even caused it in the first place. Then he arrives at a negative that he's developed that has a pretty complicated subject it's a photo of a dead tree the trunk is dried out it's gnarled it's twisty you know it's not like a clean composition on this photo Mm -hmm. in this one the numbers are arranged in a way so that they're easy to read fitting along the curve of the dead tree stump
0: the fuck what would you do in this moment i right like
1: i don't i mean i've seen enough exorcism movies to know that i might like maybe call a priest
0: right like it's not like your, your options are really limited in, in moments of these, like, existential crises. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm definitely burning Palo Santo.
0: Yes, yes. I'm definitely doing a lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: And calling you.
1: <laughs> and then I'm doing it with you, for yeah. you.
0: And I think the ultimate goal is maybe not to solve it, but just to feel like you're okay. Like, kind of, like, you're not alone, that you're, you're not crazy, like, someone else is seeing this.
1: Yeah, but also, I probably, like, would not... Do anything else until I figured out the why you know what I mean, yeah, because yeah, yeah. once something is happening that like kind of gets under my skin that is like annoying or gets under my skin because I'm like intrigued by it, I usually like don't let up until my brain is like fully satisfied, mm. so I'd probably go on like this crazy Don Quixote kind of quest to the ends of the earth to try and figure out what's causing versus like trying to figure out what is.
0: And this isn't like impossible, but this is the first moment in the book where I was like, what? How?
1: Yeah, because this is kind of like the only moment that feels like fantastical by comparison to anything else. Absolutely. I mean, we know Wang is a scientist. He starts looking at all of these numbers that are appearing in his negatives, trying to analyze the number pattern. At first, he thinks it might be a code with assigned numbering, but that doesn't really hold up because in between two three four different exposures the numbers don't change at like a set variable you know like some might only be like 10 digits off in that last set of numbers some might be nine digits off in the middle set of numbers and three digits off in the last set of number you know like it's really it's not constant hmm. he decides it is indeed a time code
0: right okay
1: so it looks like hour minute Second, mm-hmm. he checks his shooting diary because he's a good little photographer, and every photo that he takes, he jots down. I took a photo of this lawn by this shopping center. It yeah. was eleven fifty nine, or it was twelve on the you know whatever, so that he can check to see sort of like if the time in the time code, if the difference between two shots matches the time difference between two actual pictures that right. he took because he's like this is really freaking me out now it's almost like that feeling when you're like is somebody watching me right kind of thing
0: okay so he's checking to see if the difference in the time um, in the numbers or whatever these time stamps are, on the photos are the same as the difference between the time that he took the photos yes got it
1: and they do okay it's a countdown
0: oh fuck
1: but like, so to wait, what? So
0: basically, the time, this whatever this time code is, whatever this countdown is, it's running even when he's not taking the photos. But, but the when photos he takes will the photos, he what,
1: catches that moment of what the countdown, where
0: he is in the countdowns, and how much time does he have left? Well, from, hours? His,
1: from his last photo eleven ninety four sixteen thirty seven. So you can figure like one thousand one hundred ninety four hours sixteen minutes. 37 seconds. Got it. And then he's thinking to himself, "Okay, this is a countdown. It began with 1200 hours. And as of the last photo, there are about 1194 hours left or the equivalent of like, let me oh. do some math. I'll do that. It's like fi- 50 days.
0: That sounds right. Double check my math. 1194 divided by 24. What? Oh my. 49.75. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: about 50 days. Brett, he's he's like fuck is this countdown still running so wang leaves his dark room he loads another roll of film into his camera and just starts wasting it a photo of the pillow photo of the rug of the ceiling of the wall literally anything that he can just pop a photo off just to expose it to see if this countdown is still happening right he finishes the roll, goes back into the dark room develops the negatives and no joke clear as day lines of numbers appear on each of the exposures the first exposure 1187 27 39 okay the difference matches the time between this new image yeah and the last image from his previous role right so he's confirmed it's still running in every image after the time code decreases by three or four seconds with each exposure because he's popping them off rapid style mm-hmm. and they're still matching up to the times that he's taking the photos. He goes again. New film. He's like, imagine like a paparazzi outside like Khan or the Oscars mm-hmm. or something. I mean, the man is like crazed, using as much film as he can, just like. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. While he's doing this, his wife and his son return home and just see him like, Sup, Dad? like a madman running around the apartment, taking photos of literally everything. And before he goes back in the darkroom, he reloads his camera and gives it to his wife. And he's like, shoot this shoot all of this i don't care what you take photos of i just i need to see something
0: she's like fun is this a new foreplay
1: well i mean yeah kind of because like for her this is like a huge deal because he's, he is so serious about his photography he's not the kind of guy that would just like yeah give his camera to somebody he's david and be foster like here waste my film <laughs> But she obliges. She's like, yeah, okay, um, let's do this. So she starts taking a photo. She hands the photo to their kid. He takes some photos. And by this point, Wang is already back inside in his dark room. And he's developed three rolls of film. He holds all the negatives up to, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the blood red light of this dark room. And he sees these numbers continuing their countdown. It's pretty strange at this point. What he notices that the countdown even continues on photos where he didn't even take off the lens cap. Oh. So I'm like, actually, what is happening?
0: Right. Oh, he's full blown in Chapel Perilous.
1: Because the camera's not digital. It's not like it has a computer on board. It's it's a fully manual camera, like an old school Leica.
0: Right. No, it doesn't like even truly, have this ability.
1: So he was like, "What is happening?" It's, it's defying, driving him insane. Well, it's
0: also defying like what your expectations are of reality and like yeah. what's what's physically possible according to what what we understand reality to be and remember he's an applied researcher he's tethered to reality but suddenly his reality and and what is supposed to be happening and what's possible to happen in his reality is literally coming apart at the fucking scenes just through these photographs and it, i mean
1: it just makes me think of do you remember when general Chang was having that conversation with him after you know after this meeting with the u.n and he was like Has anything ever happened to you that just fully changed your life?
0: Mm, Right. And Wang's like, no.
1: "No." And Chang's like, then you're very fortunate. I almost wonder, like, is this something that, you know, is, like, in a way of speaking, I guess, like, Wang's, luck running out? Like, is this something that's happening to him that is going to change his way of existence? Or maybe is he so stressed because of all this, like, new sort of, like, undercover work that he's just agreed to? Like, maybe he's just really stressed and sort of, like, manifesting chaos in his own life?
0: Right, I'm right i don't really know totally at this stressing point due psychosis
1: because i'm also like sure he's seeing this countdown but i don't know that i can believe it you know what i mean yeah like just because he like did i cause this or is this something bigger than me acting chapel peril that's the chapel peril totally okay yeah while wang is inside developing these exposures his wife knocks on the door and his heart drops to his stomach because he's like oh no She finished her roll of film. I'm, like, afraid to look at it. Right. With his hands trembling, he cracks the door open, and he takes the camera from his wife, and he unloads the film, just sort of, like, silently praying to himself, like, Mm -hmm. not Slytherin, not Slytherin, (laughs) not, you know, no numbers, no whammies. He gathers his wits, and he opens his eyes, and he looks down at the exposures. No countdown. No.
0: Okay. Fuck.
1: So he comes out of the dark room, and guys, at his wits' end, Wang is stressed. He is anxiety-ridden, and like by this point, he's covered in sweat because he is just like stressed to a point of like beyond his limits.
0: Farmer shooter, farmer shooter. Like this is his farmer shooter. This is Thanksgiving for him. It's like yeah. my reality looks yep. one way, and now today is Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> the 100% farmer's not coming that. with the feed. <laughs> he takes a seat on the couch, and he's like, "Okay, you're a scientist, Wang. Think through this logically about." what you've just experienced and these are his conclusions of what he knows the time code shows signs of intelligence because it corresponds with he's able to observe it corresponds with the times that he took the photos themselves right there's no way they could have been pre-printed on the film right because he's verified that they match the times that he took the photos right but that something unknown had exposed the film he goes full like a beautiful mind, you know, like I'm almost almost like that meme yes, of the with woman the with all the math flying around her. Yeah, yeah. And he breaks down the camera into its individual like his pride and joy camera. He literally part by part takes this Leica apart to examine every single square millimeter of it, to be like, what is causing right. these fucking numbers? And then Wang remembers the exposures where he forgot to take off the lens cover. And whether or not you understand the physics of photography you know that basically film is an emulsion that when you expose to photons or particles of light they imprint in a way that you can print from the negative a copy or a facsimile of what was in front of the lens you probably
0: don't know that actually Even (laughs) i mean i didn't know that
1: which is why you're never supposed to open a film camera or like a disposable camera before the roll is finished, okay? Because the film is
0: gonna be pre- unwound,
1: exposed. and if sunlight just hits the film, then there's not going to be any area of that film that hasn't already been exposed to light. So there's not going to be a picture that shows up. Got it. So that's I, how, I mean that's like now. a the most basic way of discussing but film all. photography. Okay. That's how that works. So he's remembering. He's like, wait. I had exposures where I didn't even take off the lens cover and it's showing up on those images. There was no light entering the camera. So no light should mean no photo information. Right. How is that happening? So now he's got like another level of what the fuck happening.
0: And it doesn't happen when his wife takes the picture.
1: Yeah. So far, it's only the ones that he's taken. It
0: knows somehow whatever it is, who's taking the pictures. The countdown doesn't apparently apply to his
1: wife it's really freaky that's why i'm kind of also but to this point that's kind of why i'm inclined to think he's maybe having like some kind of a psychotic break right. or a psychological episode yeah like wang is very very overcommitted at this point he's tired he's just learned this girl he had a crush on aside from his wife has committed suicide he's got a lot happening right now right. he concludes that the only way that this could have happened on the photos where he didn't take off the lens cover mm-hmm. somehow, some Ray think like an X-ray or like something like that had to have entered the camera. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the only way that could have happened to the film because the lens was covered. So it's yeah. not like sunlight was coming in. It's not, there's no way other that he can imagine for this to have happened. But then he's thinking, but where did the Ray come from? Like how in the fuck could, when I was walking through the city, and then, just randomly back in my apartment, how could somebody even a have a ray that does this to film in a camera right and b how could they possibly be able to point that ray at my lens so accurately and know every moment that i was going to be taking a photo so that it shows up on every photo that i take right. that seems impossible yeah. to me and so like any good scientist he returns to experiment mode and loads another roll of film into the camera to see if this countdown is still continuing mm-hmm. he goes back to the dark room develops the negatives 1186 3413 eleven eighty six thirty three forty six thirty five thirty three. It's just continuing its countdown. But like you mentioned, they don't show up on the photos that his wife takes or that his son took. Wang rushes outside and knocks takes on Takes
0: off all his clothes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> knocks on no. <laughs> Knocks on his neighbor's door and he's like, Professor Shang, I really need you to help me out with something. Do you have a film camera that I can borrow? And Shang's like, You're asking to borrow my camera, this fancy photographer? You're asking to borrow my film camera? No, I don't have that anyway. Like, I only have a digital one. And Wang's like, Fine, I'll take it. Sure, great. He takes a digital camera and literally sprints back over to his apartment. Running inside, crazed, he hands the camera to his wife. This digital one at this point. And he's like, I want you to take photos of anything. Literally, of anything that you want to, I just want you to take photos. At this point, he's so crazed and sort of like out of it. His wife is almost afraid that he started using drugs. Right. Because he's so out of character and so out of his mind. Like, she's kind of a a little scared. Wang then takes the camera and goes to the bedroom and he's just like, click, 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 like filling up this memory card with images. He goes back to the dark room to develop his last roll of film and examine those negatives. And his hands are shaking. He's like such a wreck that when he goes to look at the negatives, he's having to hold the magnifying glass with two hands. Cause he is just like, Ugh. like, losing it coming unglued at the seams wang rushes out goes to check with the camera that he'd given to his wife and every photo that the wife and the son took no numbers Hmm. but on every photo that wang took in the bedroom for example
0: numbers numbers oh and this is on the same
1: camera at this point so it almost seems to be like either he's having an absolute psychological break or something is targeting just him specifically
0: and this is Chapel fucking perilous, where it's like, is this my own mind? Have I just reached a point of apps like psychosis? Yeah, or is there genuinely something going on that's greater than what appears to be possible?
1: At this point, every single photo that Wang has taken, whether it's on a film camera, on a digital camera. However, wherever, whenever, as long as he's the one that took it, these strange numbers in a countdown setting show up on the image. And he's thinking to himself, like, who can I turn to? Nobody at the at the clandestine meeting would even understand what I'm talking about. I can't take this to Dasha because I hate him. I'm not going to take this to Dr. Ding because, like, clearly he's got plenty going on right now because of... All of his latest, you know, revelations about things existing on the quantum scale. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't want to push Dr. Ding over the edge. And then he remembers like, oh, yeah, wait, I'm supposed to be infiltrating the frontiers of science. So he calls up his friend, who is a member, Shen Yufei.
0: Shen Fei, right? The one he met at the conference.
1: Exactly. The very same one that he had drinks with and talked theory and chit-chatted all night and had a great time just sort of like discussing theoretical probabilities of things. And all her
0: friends were like in the frontiers of science and she was like, meet my friends.
1: And so he's thinking like, okay, wait, maybe I can kill two birds with one stone here. Like maybe I can begin my infiltration, but also get some answers because like she's a really notable scientist in her field. So maybe she'll know something to explain
0: what the hell this is yeah what
1: i'm dealing with so he gets her on the phone and then within moments she's not like suspicious she's not like have you had something to drink like are you right. on drugs she's like come over come which immediately through,
0: i'm like mama. Uh,
1: okay <laughs> sick that was easy like she doesn't seem weirded out it's almost like she was expecting him to co- she's like yeah come over okay so he packs all the developed film takes the digital camera, takes his Leica, and he rushes out, calling a cab to head over to meet Shen Yufei. When he arrives at Shen Yufei's apartment, you thought Wang was well off being able to afford, like, expensive cameras and have, like, a dark room in his house? No shen yufei lives at this luxury development she's obviously so rich to be here but it's like she's so rich to the point that wang is like where in the fuck does she get all of this money hmm. to live here so wang gets out of the cab and goes up to the house and he's let in and he goes into the living room and he is met by a man whose name is wei cheng and this is shen yufei's husband he's about 40 almost like professor like
0: i saw him kind of jockey <laughs>
1: Oh. even though
0: he's like a scientist and shit like i saw him as being like pretty tall like broad shouldered i'm picturing like a like a like a jockey bro who stopped playing sports and like spends all his time playing grand theft auto okay work i mean and that's just what i pictured that's hot too. her husband that's- i just feel like she's like you know so like i feel like she's such a dom <laughs> and like her husband is sort of like this you know child Work. man child like the men I go on dates with.
1: The narrator tells us a little bit of backstory about Wei Cheng. He is literally always at home and apparently has no job. I mean, it seems like he's maybe kind of feeding off of the resources of his uber wealthy wife, but I mean, I can't say that I blame him. Right he conducts research from home so he's very like us in the pandemic like work from home vibes yeah doesn't need to go to an office
0: sweatpants hair tie chilling with no makeup on 100
1: percent, and like (laughs) he he has likely benefited really greatly from the fact that shen yufei's home has been used pretty regularly as a meeting place for the frontiers of science so On any given day, it could be like a revolving door of these highly notable, respected scientists coming in, holding court, talking about either things they've found or new theories they've arrived at. And because he's doing research, he's likely benefiting from this pretty greatly because he's getting access that like the normal researcher would not be getting access to. Right. He's got this insane computer setup, as powerful as anything that Wang ever uses at work. And, like, remember, Wang is working on building nanomaterials. Right. And this guy just has a computer kind of like that in his house. And Wang is like, who knows what this guy does all day.
0: Who bought the PS12 over here?
1: (laughs) Seriously. And Wei is like, oh, you're here to see Shen. She's busy. And Wang is anxious. Remember, he's like at the end of his rope, but he can't really sit still. And so he decides to follow Wei as he's going upstairs and when he tries to like get a peek at his computer just to like see the specs or maybe see what it is he's been working on waypoints and he's like oh shen's in there and when he's like oh uh, uh got it and he looks and he sees there's a door that's cracked so he goes over and he lets himself in and he sees shen yufei in this room wearing a v-suit
0: Oh what?
1: Do you know what a V-suit is?
0: Uh is it like a VR thing like where it's like a suit that kind of hooks up to your virtual reality headset like a, like a haptic suit?
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's 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 an immersive suit worn by gamers. So think Sick. think like gamers in the metaverse, like not yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's busted metaverse. Right. Think like true ready player one
0: like Like
1: fully immersive you put this suit on you put this like 3d goggle situation on your eyes and you are like physically transported so like if you're playing a fighting game and you like take a gunshot this the suit would like simulate what it feels like to have a gunshot or if you get punched in the face you feel what it feels like to take a fist to your jaw things like it's like a fully immersive 3-dimensional yeah, VR suit experience
0: The cartoon reality metaverse is so lame like why do I like what adult wants to like live their life on a webcam And
1: terrifying <laughs> have you seen Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> No metaverse avatar No We'll post it on our Twitter okay. it's it's, it's nightmare Oh
0: perfect please i'm going to write that well, down Because i so mean i mean
1: this is my opinion so nobody can come for me but mark zuckerberg is a ghoul as it is like to look at him seeing photos of him on that motorized surfboard on like oh, the yeah. island that he bought in hawaii we've all seen it he's a ghoul but then imagine that rendered in like not even as good as like nintendo wii right graphics that's horrible that's my sleep paralysis demon <laughs> that's what would make me question my reality is having to interact with mark zuckerberg I don't know why he thinks that's the future. (laughs) So Wang sees Shen wearing this V suit, and he's like, wow, I had no idea she was a gamer like this. That's pretty cool. He's like,
0: what's your Twitch?
1: But then he remembers technically like, oh, I'm trying to infiltrate the frontiers of science. I have to stay like i have to stay focused i need to get what i need but also like i have a job to do while right, i'm here right. so because she's sort of cut off from the real world in this moment she can only see what's on the three-dimensional like vr screen on her face
0: Right.
1: wang remembers what dashi said to him about basically like memorizing any web addresses mm. emails other information like you know anything they can use so he peeps on shen yufei's computer screen and he sees that the game that she's playing can be found at the web address www.3body.net.
0: Okay. And we got to look up if you can actually go to this website. You cannot. All right.
1: So try it if you want, but it's unencrypted, and they may be trying to steal your information. Right. <laughs> for entertainment purposes only. Okay, so Wang is like, okay, commit this to memory, www3 body net and right at that time shin takes off her v-suit and she was like hey you, like you sounded really like fucked up on the phone what's going on wang recounts everything for shin Yufei and she's listening with her full attention. He tells her about the film. He tells her about the negatives, the numbers that show up, how the numbers like, change. The numbers
0: and the pictures. And I, and I yeah. took him and my like, like, wife and my son, and, and they're not, and digital and the film, and then your husband and the game, and I've yeah, never. Like, here. even
1: going to the lengths of saying, like, telling all the variables that he was switching out in his experiments to be like, this isn't just a fluke. Like, it happened pretty much, not pretty much. It happened no matter what i did to try and change the fundamental nature of the experiment like these numbers just kept showing up and i have no idea what's happening here when wang finishes his little you know diatribe where he's like just coming unglued i imagine like you know somebody on a wall with like red string connecting all the dots together crazed like a maniac shen finally speaks when he's done and she asks about his nanomaterials and the progress he's made on it. So, like, first Dashu and now Shen Yufei And Wang is like, have you even been listening? Like, what does that have to do with anything? I'm telling you about photos that I took and this, like, ghostly countdown that's appearing on every photo.
0: She's like, how's your head?
1: <laughs> like, what does this have to do with anything?
0: How's your applied research going?
1: Shen tells Wang, stop your research.
0: Wait, wait,
1: wait. And it takes Wang off guard. He gives her, like, all of these reasons why that's not a possibility. He's like, A, it's a national project. Like, B, that's literally impossible. I'm not even really in charge of it anymore. It was just my idea, and now I'm the one running it. But the government is paying for this project. And even if I were going to stop it or try to stop it, you'd have to give me a good reason. And you haven't done that. All you've all you've done is like, listen to me, make a fool of myself and then say you can't be doing your work anymore. But Shen has said all she can. The conversation about the countdown is over at this point, And no matter what Wang tries to get more information out of Shen, she doesn't budge. So like, why do you think she called him here in the first place?
0: Yeah, what? Like, she is she fucking with him? him? Yeah.
1: Does she want to fuck him? You know, I'm right. like, what's going on?
0: What does she know that he doesn't know?
1: Exactly. So Wang, being frustrated beyond belief, desperate for answers, he stands up and he's like, all right, fine, I'm leaving. Shen doesn't say anything to him. She just follows him to the door, watches him get into a taxi, and then starts to go back into her house. And right before she gets up to the door, Wang notices another car comes flying up the driveway up to Shen's house and, like, hits the brakes, just, like, squealing to a stop. Vary that a man gets out of this car and wang recognizes him okay it's pan han who arguably is the most prominent member of the frontiers of science
0: oh fuck get out so
1: i'm like uh driver step on it punch it please pan is one of these guys who just historically is really good at forecasting what's going to happen in the world like for example he was like if all of our agriculture starts only growing gmo plants the agriculture ecosphere is going to collapse he is the first person to sort of re-envision how city living could be by building sustainable cities Hmm. and sustainable sort of like mini suburbs within cities so that people could live better qualities of life
0: so smart guy
1: yeah and so because of his opinion on any given topic and his track record of like being able to pretty accurately predict where things are gonna go his opinion on any topic is highly respected he's say it with me influential influential. (laughs) yeah wow psychic for a second (laughs) pan also believes that technological advancement is a diseased human society
0: oh wait and how how do we know this like, this
1: is from. This is coming to us via the narrator. Okay, got it. These Wang like, doesn't know this. No, these are. Well, he may, because if it's like it's pro- like you could assume that you know Pan Han maybe had given speeches right. on the subjects.
0: It's common knowledge. That that's sort, sort of, of his... common knowledge
1: within this universe, but not so to us, the readers. Got it. The people in three D observing the people in two D. Literally. Literally. So that's meta. So talking about Wang, who's. Sitting in the cab, still don't forget, watching all of this go down. Pan says to Shen, Is he in? And it's like, Wait, what?
0: And it's like, In what? Is he in? Is he in to the plan? Is he in the frontiers of silence? Is, like, is he in the car? Is he, in, car? Is he like, in the trunk? Yeah. Like, you know, are we like, talking about Wing? Or what are we talking is this about? about?
1: He gives Shen a warning and he says, Do not force our hand, which, like, okay, what? Shen realizes that Wang is still sitting in the driveway. And immediately I'm kind of like, oh, wait, they wanted him to hear this. This is almost like how when the two PLA officers and the two police officers showed up to his apartment in the first place. You remember they moved down and they're like having that conversation with stage whispers. This kind of feels like that. Almost like they wanted... Him to be aware of this,
0: maybe. But also, he could be talking about her husband.
1: Yeah, maybe. But it's like, why didn't she just send his car away immediately when she could have? Because
0: she's not worried about whether he hears me. I don't know.
1: To me, it feels engineered because when Pan says to Shen, like, you know, you better not force our hand, then it's almost like Shen remembers that the taxi is still sitting there because then she waves to the driver, like, okay, you can, you know, you can go now. But as the car pulls away, Wang now can't hear anything else that they're talking about right but as he's leaving he's like looking out the back window and he can see that shen does not let pan han into her house hmm. and so he's driving back through the city he's heading back home and after midnight wang returns to the outside of his apartment building when a car pulls up beside him and i'm like no is this guy following him annoyed wang looks into the car and who do you think he sees
0: oh my god um Panhan? 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 No.
1: Panhan? He sees your favorite police teddy bear, Dashi. He's been trailing him? Annoyed. Wang is like, are you following me? Like, what is your deal, dude? Like, leave me the fuck alone. But is just curious if he found out anything useful. He's like, did you learn anything? What did they say? What was the house like? Were there any websites? Like, that kind of thing. And Wang's just like, like, leave me alone. Wang goes back into his apartment and By this point, his wife and his son are already asleep. Fully shaken up by the day that he had just had and sort of like the uncertainty of everything that's unfolding before him, Wang takes a few sleeping pills and drifts off to sleep. Okay. And at this point, I'm like, no i've seen this movie like i don't like how it ends somebody needs to go save wang because i'm like right i've seen this too many times before and i really like this guy yeah. and damn it i don't want to lose my new favorite character is he killing
0: himself the same way that yang dong went out
1: and then we learn that that night, Wang has really chaotic dreams. Like you thought it was chaotic when he was dreaming about the two billiard balls. No, this night is even crazier. And in the middle of this recurring dream, the time code is a key player. They just keep changing and changing and changing. But in every version of this dream, it's like that time code is always there. In the middle of his nightmares, he wakes up. As he scans around the room, Wang notices that everywhere he looks is the time code. Eleven eighty oh four fifty
0: nine. 4, 59. Oh, God.
1: 58. Now it's in his
0: vision? 57, 56. Oh, geez. He's thinking,
1: he's like, this has to be a lucid dream.
0: Right. Or I have
1: to be sleepwalking or something like that. Like, everywhere I look, these numbers are following me, and this can't be reality right now. Because everywhere he looks, these numbers are dead center in his field of vision. This is so disturbing to Wang that he actually screams. Ah! And he wakes up his wife like jolts her from a dead sleep because you know she's not being bothered by these numbers it's just wang she kind of consoles him a little bit he tries to go back to sleep but even with his eyes closed the countdown is still visible and it's just haunting him at this point the next morning wang calls to work and he calls out sick and he goes to the hospital he's like i need medical attention because i think i'm i think i'm about to snap
0: right
1: he gets in with an eye doctor who is familiar with his wife and gets his vision tested you know gets every sort of test done on his eyes that you can imagine
0: Mm -hmm.
1: all the while this countdown continues and the doctor is like oh i wouldn't worry about it they're just floaters have you ever had a floater
0: is it like just like the thing moving through your
1: eye? Yeah, it's like if you blink it might be like a piece of dust yeah, or like for sure. you know, like that kind of thing. So of the course. the eye doctor's like, they're literally just floaters. They're not like they're not a big deal. So he writes them like a prescription, gives him an eye drop, that kind of thing. And Wen goes, Yeah, you know, like I hear you, but These are numbers What do floaters look like? <laughs> And the doctor's like, it really depends. Sometimes they look like black dots. Sometimes they could look like tadpoles. Like, sometimes it's just, like, different types of light. It really depends on the person who's having them. Right. And Wang goes, have you ever heard of anybody having floaters that are just numbers? And the doctor is like, numbers?
0: (laughs) Oh, honey. He's like, listen. We need to call... Something serious. No,
1: seriously. He's like, listen, because I know you and I know that it is you, I'm going to tell you to go home and rest and maybe take a few days vacation and just like chill the fuck out.
0: You're hysterical. I
1: think that you're going through a stressful time and you're being affected by it because... If you were anybody else, I would say you should see a psychiatrist. Right. Like, this is not normal. But
0: you're an applied researcher, and you're tethered to reality. Yes.
1: And so, I mean, I've had this happen to me. I'm sure you have. I feel like it's pretty common to have this happen, where you're trying to get a doctor to hear you honestly and give you honest feedback, but they're like, eh, I don't believe you. Right. And they hear what they want to.
0: Yeah. They're like, why don't you go take a vacation? Yeah.
1: So Wang is realizing he's wasting his time, and he stands up to leave, and he turns around because he's like, oh, wait, I do have one final question question i want to ask this doctor do you know of anything that can operate from a distance and cause somebody to see visions uh. and the doctor's like um like yeah actually during times of high solar activity we have reports from astronauts saying that they report strange visions because when the solar radiation is have like, say, for example, it's a solar storm and the space station is going through waves of solar wind, the astronauts would report seeing really bright, spontaneous flashes of light as those solar particles would enter their eye and hit their retina. Damn. So he's like, yeah, I've heard of, I've heard of that before, but you say that you're seeing numbers and the sun cannot possibly create numbers that are counting down in your eyes. That's insane. So Wang leaves the hospital in a fog. Countdown continuing. And he heads to work.
0: Workaholism much?
1: It's going to kill him.
0: This guy needs WA.
1: When he arrives, he's obviously been through it. He, like, had a rough evening the night before, trying to develop all of these photos, having this realization something fucking weird is going on, not sleeping that night, being frustrated with a doctor the next morning. And when he arrives at his office, his appearance shocks his coworkers (gasps) so much that they are visibly worried for his well-being. Oh, God. Wang sees... He's strung out. Yeah, I mean, like, I imagine just, like, dark circles under his eyes, like, sunken face, hasn't showered, yeah. messy hair. It's they're awesome. like, something's wrong with Wang. Uh-huh. While at work, Wang sees that, even though it's going really slowly, they're making his nanomaterial. Right. And it's nicknamed the Flying Blade because of its implication, like what he talked about at the meeting. Like, a single strand of it could be used to, like, slice something as thick as a car in half. And then the material is less than the width of a human hair. The material is so small that it has to be stacked atom by atom on top of each other. So it's an incredibly slow process just because of how small the material itself is.
0: Oh my god, I can't even imagine something like that. That Not visible.
1: Seeing that Wang is in the office, the lab director runs over to him and basically brings him a laundry list of malfunctions that the machine is going through, which mm-hmm. like, you know, this guy doesn't know all of the stuff that Wang is going through at the moment, but like, not the best time to bring a list of malfunctions to Wang Meow. Sensors have lost their connectivity, um, and ultimately it's made the machine vulnerable to shutdown that's making this nanomaterial. And mm-hmm. if they go into shutdown, it's gonna put them even further behind schedule. It's already a slow process, but it's like It's really gonna hurt them if they have to turn this machine off. Got it. And Wang doesn't like to turn this machine off to begin with. Like, he comes up with all these sort of like jury rigged kind of workarounds where the narrator describes it as sort of like, a bunch of different things, propping up a bunch of different things because right. he doesn't ever want to turn the machine off to just fix the problem. Mm. You know, it's very like chewing gum and masking tape really? kind of approach.
0: Well, even on this level.
1: Yeah. But because of, you know, the amount of stress that he's under, he hears what the lab director is saying and he's like, Ugh, how long is it going to take? And the lab director is like, four, maybe five days? Keep in mind, this whole time, Wang is out of his mind because the countdown has still continued ever since he woke up this morning, counting down in his field of vision. And then he remembers the advice that Shen Yufei gave him saying, stop your research.
0: Hmm. And he's
1: thinking, OK, the equipment really needs this maintenance. People outside of my laboratory are telling me to stop working on this thing. All right. What the hell? Fine. Turn the thing off do the maintenance and stick to the schedule that you told me basically. Right. They shut the machine down for the maintenance and almost immediately the countdown flickered mm. and disappeared from Wang's sight. Fuck.
0: Yee-hoo, yee-hoo, yee-hoo. What?
1: Yeah. Gone. Just okay. like that. Okay. So then I'm like, "Oh, is this mach- is this machine causing How in the fuck? And like
0: Shen Fei was like, what if you just stopped doing your research? It's Uh like she fucking knows something Mm. about Mm. those numbers that she's not letting on to.
1: I just imagine he's just like a sigh of relief, right? Like
0: suddenly, uh, at least I think I'm going to survive.
1: He is finally free from these visions that have been plaguing him day and night. And Wang's lab director gives him the same advice that he just got from his doctor. He's like, man, you look tired. We've really got this. Like, you don't have to worry about us. You should head home and rest because, like, between you and me, you look beat. Yeah. Like, go rest. So on his way out, he calls Shen Yufei, and she picks up the phone. And he's like, what is causing this? Silence. What happens when the countdown runs down? Silence. Are you even listening to me? And Shen Yufei finally says... Yes. (laughs) Wang's getting angry at this point. He's like, why is it my research? Like, do you think you can stop technological progress? Like, why do you have to come for the work that I'm doing? Yeah. He's saying stuff to her that like more or less amounts to like, I see through your illusions and you can't fool me. Like, for all I know, you probably just have, like, a sophisticated laser that you're using to trick me so that you can just get me to stop working on my nanomaterial. Because, like, maybe you're developing one and you want to be the first one to develop it. But, like, if you want me to stop doing this work, you're going to have to give me a reason not to. And if you're the one that's been causing these visions in my eyes, you're going to have to replicate it, but do it on a much bigger scale. Hmm. Wang's like, you know what? It's impressive enough that you were... Able to put these visions into my eyes, but can you do it with a building? He's with an ocean.
0: He's like unwilling to relent on this, like the applied researcher versus the theoretical researcher thing of just like you're trying to prove that my reality is not consistent and like that the laws of physics are meaningless on the macro scale. Yeah, but I refuse to believe that because you know what, even after all this. I still defy you to do it, yeah, as exactly as you're saying, on the ocean, on a building. And it's like, girl, you're getting cocky for having just almost lost your mind. Uh
1: (laughs) And then Shen Fei's like, yeah, I can do that. No Um, problem. But can you handle it if I do do that?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Like, we're friends, Wang, and I don't want you to wind up like Yang Dong. And obviously Shen is still convinced that she can win him over and get him to stop work on all his nanomaterials. Wang asks her, he's like, fine, if you can do this on a much bigger scale, what do you plan on doing it to demonstrate why I should stop my work? And then Shen asks Wang, she's like, do you have a computer near you? And he's like, yeah. Shen's like, does it have internet access? And he's like, y- yeah. And she's like, okay, great. Go to this web address. And it's not the three body web address. Okay. It's just some other right. web address she gives him. Yeah. And then she's like, I want you to print the page and keep the page with you Mm. your next instruction is going to come to you over the next two days like i'll send it to you by email and over the next two days i want you to observe the cosmic microwave background which if you're unfamiliar is the leftover radiation from the big bang which fills the furthest reaches of space that you look in all directions Mm. it's so far away from us that it's fully redshifted. so if you ever look in like a hubble deep field or like a james webb space telescope anything that's like a big mass collection that's like a web in the background that's red that's the cosmic background radiation that's like all the remnants left over from that initial moment of inflation so weird and she's like for specifics look in your email shen then asks wang you know i know your project is stopped now but do you plan on starting it again and wang is like "Of." course i plan on starting it again it's only stopped because we're doing maintenance on the machine shin says well um whenever you start it back up the countdown is going to start again too
0: could have told you that
1: and curious wang is like how big is it going to be and on what scale like if if you're somehow in control of this countdown how big are you going to make it a long silence comes from the other end of the phone call and shen yufei finally speaks up and says in three days time between the hours of one and five a.m the entire universe will flicker for Wang Miao. Oh my god. She's like, you want it bigger? <gasps> I'll give you bigger. What
0: the fuck?
1: And that's the end of chapter six. <gasps> the shooter and the farmer.
0: I'll make the whole universe flicker just for you.
1: Isn't that insane?
0: That is so crazy.
1: Yeah, so Wang is legitimately about to be looking through a telescope, and if Shen Yufei is to be believed, the entirety of the cosmic microwave background is gonna just go like meh, 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 in a way that he knows it's for him. Like maybe it'll be a Morse code, maybe right. it'll match the countdown, maybe it'll literally be the countdown, but also like what the fuck
0: it really defies like we we cannot i mean it's the shooter and the farmer thing it's like we cannot grasp because of our limited you know experience and our limited perception like on this dimension how it would be possible for the you know cosmic microwave background to flicker just for us right this idea that like oh like How could it possibly do it just for me? What about everyone else? Well, also, where's
1: that energy coming from? Right. And how much energy do you have to be able to produce? I mean, we just talked about how the Large Hadron Collider was upgraded so that it could operate at its highest energy output in its history. And I'm like, how much energy would you have to generate to be able to physically affect the entirety of the cosmic microwave background?
0: It's literally unfathomable to us. But it kind of comes back to the freaking shooter one of just like just because it's unfathomable to us doesn't mean it's not super obvious to to a being just one dimension higher. And that's the thing of like you don't have to be able to explain it. In fact, by definition, we can't. Like like by we we are just at a vantage point for these things that is too. It's just one dimension too short. Yeah. Essentially.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, because in the example of. The shooter the intelligent beings that are living on that two-dimensional target are not able to make three-dimensional holes in their two-dimensional world right. it's only the shooter who's existing in a higher dimension who's able to do that so i'm thinking what if shin yufei isn't involved in this at all right but she's just aware of maybe some equivalent of like a shooter more or less right. in a higher dimension right like maybe we're dealing with interdimensional physics or something at this point
0: i cannot wait to see where this is going like just on the on the on the big Ah! i
1: I, told you it was going to be stressful
0: next week i mean things are popping off stakes are getting higher paranoia is building and we are entering the world of the three body problem yeah and i'm so excited i'm so excited um
1: it was a big episode today if you stuck with us thank you if you had to break it up i fully understand that but next week your brain
0: probably hurts
1: (laughs) yeah i mean my brain for wang hurts so i mean i it's fully normal i can imagine i can empathize with you
0: absolutely but you know hopefully this was a really nice uh dose of you know greater reality and like i i feel like it's really healthy to like at least at at one if not all points of the day but at least at one point of the day just like tune in with like the flickering of reality yeah you know and like the just fundamental limits of observable science yeah
1: and in the story shit's getting real so you know We've got that fundamental understanding of like history and context. And now like this machine is moving. Like these particles are colliding and shit's kind of starting to hit the fan. So I'm glad you've all joined for the ride. Next week is our first reference to the name Three Body.
0: Right. Because this section is called the Three Body Problem. Yeah. This
1: whole part of the book is called that. But this is our first sort of like reference where we're going to maybe learn what it's about Ah! in context.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. Tune in drop out (laughs) yeah i'm just doing the the timothy leary oh what does he say tune in and drop out i'm sorry look out for countdowns yeah let's go with yours
1: until next time get your rest yes no sleeping pills and maybe watch out for countdowns
0: See you next time.
1: You've been listening to Radar Peak, a three body podcast. Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for exclusive content we might not have time for, subscribe to our Patreon. One last thing before you go if you enjoyed today's episode, leave a review and tell your friends about us. Join in on the conversation when you follow us on Twitter at RadarPeakPod. See you there.